Praise God, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to the On Earth As It Is In Heaven podcast. Romans 12.5 says, We who are many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. The goal of this podcast is to help all members of God's church establish God's kingdom here on earth by learning and discussing his principles Through these discussions, we hope to facilitate actions that will create heaven on earth. I'm your host, JB, and I'm going to start us off with a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity once again to come together in fellowship with you. We thank you, Lord, that in this time right now, Lord, you are doing the work on this earth. You are doing the work in your people, Lord that the Holy Spirit has been at work, working on people's souls, working on their hearts and their minds, Lord. I pray, Heavenly Father, that as we are living in these tough times, Lord, where things are becoming more expensive, people are not, you know, their pay is not keeping up with the economy, Lord, that there may be layoffs, people may be losing their jobs, that people may be struggling even to keep uh, a shelter around their families and food on the table, Lord, that the basic necessities of life, Lord, seem to not come as easy as we would like them to, as normal as we think they should, Lord. I pray, Heavenly Father, that we would trust in you. There's lots of talks. If you're looking at the news stations and things on the TV, that things could get a lot worse. And with that possibility being there, Lord, I pray that your people still trust in you. Help us, Lord, as we read your word today to truly receive what it is that you have for us, to strengthen our faith, Lord, the faith that you have supplied to us, to help us, Lord, to Know that you are a loving and caring father. You said you would never forsake us. You would never leave us. Help us, Lord, to know with absolute confidence that no matter what we go through, whether it be struggles or whether those struggles be removed, Lord, that you are sovereignly in control. You have a plan. There is a purpose and a reason for it all. And we thank you, Lord, for that. I pray that I would decrease right now, Lord, as you increase, that you would be glorified through this episode, that your spirit would shine forth, that anyone who listens to this episode, Lord, will be better for it spiritually, that they would grow closer to you, Lord, that they would begin, Lord, from this day forward, their life will be surrounded by you, your spirit, Lord, thoughts of you, Lord, love for you, Lord, looking to do the will and purpose you have given them. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for joining another episode of On Earth As It Is In Heaven. I am your host, JB. And as I was praying about what the topic of this episode would be, 
What really was coming to my mind is how recently I've been seeing a lot of people struggling. There is major things that works as it comes to the economy, to the nations. There are things out of our control and there are potential things that could come about because of that. And I can see there's some fear, there's some confusion, there is anxiety, stress over these things, sadness, anger, you know, all types of emotions are coming from the state that the world is in right now. It's not just here in the U.S. where we are, but in the world, things are changing. You know, they say nothing stays the same forever. And there are some drastic changes that are happening and, you know, some fearful consequences that could come from there. But as I listen to these things and I read these things on social media and I see these things and I can only think about the trust that in this time we have to have. If this is going to self-proclaim Jesus Christ followers. The trust we have to have in the finished works of Jesus and, and that our Heavenly Father is just that, our Father. And I'm human. I have moments where I struggle. And what I've come to, to think that really helps me, my first of all, there's my motto, God will provide. Whenever I'm in, I'm in lack and I'm thinking I need something, I just, God will provide. God will provide. God will provide. That's what I tell myself and that's what I believe. God will provide. Even if it doesn't look like what I think it should look like, God will provide. And you have to believe God will provide. You have to believe it by faith. Even when it doesn't look like it, God will provide. Just lost my job. God will provide. Car just broke down. God will provide. And you have to say it, you have to believe it, and receive it by faith. God, uh, Jesus said, when we pray, believe that we have received what we've prayed for. And so that's the first thing. Again, that's something that helps me, just believing God will provide. And then the other thing that I start to think about is this book here, the Bible. And if you've read a good portion of the Bible, which hopefully if you are a Jesus follower, you, you have, it pretty much comes down to this. Either you believe it or you don't. Either you believe in God or you don't. Either you believe he's real or you don't. And if you do, then you got to believe what comes with it. So you, you believe this or you don't. And if you do, then you know you're taken care of as a Jesus follower. Now, if you don't believe in it, that's a whole nother issue. I mean, I would suggest you take it in prayer, but if you don't believe, you might not even believe that prayer works. And so in that case, I would ask any Christ followers to pray for those in your life who you know don't truly follow Jesus because uh, this book here is for those who follow Jesus, this is like our guide. This is the 
word that we have from God. This is what we have as far as God speaks. I know we see in the Old Testament that people heard God audibly, you know, like through their ears. But that doesn't seem to be happening anymore. But what we do have is his written word. And so if you are professing to be a Jesus follower, then this should be very important to your walk in life, you know, in in every aspect, in every regard, this should be your go-to. You should want to get as much out of this book as possible if you are a self-proclaimed Jesus follower, okay? And if that is true and you know about God and you know his ways and you've been in his presence, then when these tough times come, again, that question comes up. Do you or do you not believe in God? And if you do, the God of the Bible, the God of Israel, and if you do believe in him, remember, we got to answer that first question. You know, Hebrews, uh, I think it's 12, tells us it's impossible to please God without faith because you must believe first that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you believe in God, you believe in his word, and even if you go to a verse like that, do you believe that he exists? And do you believe he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him? Then ask yourself, are you diligently seeking him? And we're not getting into works-based salvation, but if you are diligently seeking him, this all ties together. This is what helps me. I've always been a person of patterns, mysteries, things, you know, working things together, trying to figure out how things fit together. And that's what really helps me with this word, because when you get a scripture like that and you say, I believe in God, the God of the Bible, I believe what his word says that you must believe that he exists. Check. I believe that. And it also says in that very same line that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Am I diligently seeking him? Yes, I am. There's reward. There's a reward coming. There is a reward coming for diligently seeking him because the Bible says that. And I believe the Bible and I believe in God. And so that right there, your faith can bring comfort in times and hard times. Your faith, believing in God, can bring comfort in you going through your tough times. The scripture we're going to read today is in Hebrews 10, and we're going to read from 19 to 39, so it's a bit. Again, Hebrews 10, pause if you need to get your Bible out. Hopefully you got a hard Bible and not just your phone. Yeah, you can read on your phone, but I'm a believer in having the old book. One day technology might break down, then what you're going to do? Hopefully you got a hard copy of the word. All right, Hebrews 10, verse 19, we're starting. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain, that is, his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. I'm going to go back to the beginning right here. Since we have confidence 
to enter the most holy place. Interesting. I feel like that goes perfectly with the question I was asking. Do you believe in God and do you believe in his word? So again, this word is speaking to self-proclaimed Jesus followers. It says, since we have confidence, not I hope you have confidence or you probably should have confidence. He's speaking confidently to those who are other Christ followers. Since we have confidence, do you have confidence? It's a question for you to ask yourself. Since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, do you believe you're going to be entering into heaven when we move on from this life? It says, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain, that is his body. And since we have a great priest, Jesus, over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. And I cannot, this sincere heart, I feel like I talk to my kids a lot about motive and actions with the wrong motives are not pleasing to God. The same action, different motives cannot be pleasing to God. I'm not going to dig into that. I feel like I talk about that a lot, um, but just make sure you're with a sincere heart. You draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings with the full assurance. You are for sure you are confident in God. Draw near to him with that heart. That he is your heavenly father, that he knows you and that he sees you. You might say, I, but I'm not that confident. It's faith. That's why it's called faith. You, you might not have the proof of it that you feel like you should have the tangible proof that all the X's and, and O's, that all your I's dotted with your I's dotted and T's crossed. But that's faith. When you don't have that proof, if you have the, if you have everything laid out in front of you, what do you need faith for? You know. But faith is taking that step out and believing with confidence and with full assurance and with a sincere heart drawing near to God. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. When you believe in this word, your guilty conscience will go, how do you feel? When you're unsure of God and you do something that you're not sure that God will be pleasing of God, you walk around with a guilty conscience. It's telling us to get rid of that guilty conscience. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. That means I can't believe one day and then the other day I'm confused. And then this day, I don't know. And then the next day, oh yeah, I, you know, God's real and he cares about me. And then the next day, you know, we have to hold unswervingly. Okay. It says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Again, this is to professing Jesus followers. If you profess that, self-proclaimed Jesus followers, okay? For he who promised is faithful. The one who gave us the promise, our Heavenly Father, is faithful. So we should hold unswervingly, no matter what it looks like, no matter what we think might be coming, no matter what's happening in our lives currently, we hold unswervingly because he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward loving good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. This verse right here, I, this is what really drew me to this passage. And then I read it and, and I felt like God was wanting me to read a little bit more. But I've been seeing a lot of people on my social media searching for a church home. And... 
they, you know, I just, I read a couple of comments and they've tried a few places maybe and felt like one didn't really fit to them or maybe had a bad experience or whatever it may be. This is going to be a very controversial statement, but I don't feel like this passage is alluding strictly to church. I believe that this is alluding to gathering to just as what it says. Do not forsake the gathering or the meeting together. Some verses say the gathering together as some are in the habit of doing. I know some may just watch online service, but I feel like a better option may be Zoom, you know, a Zoom Bible study, maybe. Because if you're like me, at the end of service, if I could, I probably would have raised my hand about three to five times to have some questions to ask. And in a church service or just wherever there's like a sermon being preached and it's not really discussion there, you might not be able to truly receive everything that's being said because, you know, a lot of that understanding comes in the back and forth. And that doesn't mean like preaching and services are bad or anything, but there's a more intimate area of where this can happen, where you can truly receive where you can speak, because I truly believe that every part of the body has something to to give. It's not about just showing up to service to receive. So when you listen online every week, again, there's nothing wrong with watching online. But when you're only just watching a service online, you may be receiving. But what are you giving? What do you have that someone else needs that you possibly just walking in the lobby of the church on Sunday morning, you were the person that needed to bump into someone else and give them a word that they needed to receive. But because you're not there, they're not receiving something that you have. Now, it might be because you don't believe you have anything to offer. Or it might just be that you don't think that's what you're supposed to be doing, but it's just an opportunity. Again, only the Holy Spirit can truly guide you in the things that you're supposed to be doing. But it tells us, do not forsake the gathering together. Again, not trying to bash just online streaming, but that's not gathering together. If you are doing online streaming and, you know, because it's for work or whatever reason it may be, maybe a disability, pray about where you can get involved with the gathering together with other believers. Maybe it's you somehow can start a home Bible study at your home and invite other believers there. Or maybe a friend does that and you know about it and you can go to their home, but you're still gathering with other believers. I That's what I personally feel like the most important part of this passage is that you at some point are coming together with other believers intentionally over the word. So it's not just to hang out or have meals or have a good time. All that stuff is great. But I truly feel like this is supposed to be a time where you're giving and receiving that you're dwelling with other believers. And it says here, where is it at? Oh yeah. So it says here, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds at that. And that meeting and that gathering is, is a time to show love, to encourage, and to help others to, to do good things. There is there's good that can come out of the gathering together. And it says, all the more as you see the day approaching, the day of the Lord's return. 
because the Bible tells us the world is going to become colder. It's going to become more wicked. The people and things are going to get tough. It's going to get rough. It's what's happening right now. And what's missing is that gathering together of believers. I don't think that believers should be struggling with this time as much as they should. I'm not saying not struggling financially or whatever instances you're on, but mentally. And it's because the support system isn't there. The gathering of believers can be a strong support system where love is shown, where you're encouraged, where you can receive a word from the Lord. And there are studies that show when you help others, that helps your well-being as well. So you can be giving a word from the Lord. So don't forsake the gathering together. If you are not at a place right now where that's happening, I would consider that you pray about that. You know, what way, at what place, or how can I start getting involved and gathering together with other believers? If we deliberately keep on sinning, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment in a raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Any self-proclaimed Jesus followers knows we, we're all human. We have our accidental sins, I guess you would call it. And we all know that we have willfully sinned, which means we knew what we were doing when we do it. We might have even weighed the decision and still did it, okay? There's still forgiveness for those sins. But how do you feel when that happens? We know just as this has just explained to us, it says only a fearful expectation of judgment. When you continue in willful sin, there's a battle in your mind. Don't leave me hanging. If you're on like YouTube or something, leave a comment or something because I, I, I know I'm not the only one. When you continue in a willful sin, you it's like you know. It's a guilty conscience that comes with it because you're like, I know I shouldn't be doing this. And I know God knows that I know I shouldn't be doing this, but you keep doing it. Some of this is strongholds and bondages, which again, you need to pray about. But some of it is something that you need to take that first step of faith and actively decide to repent of that sin and just turn the other way and start going the other way, keeping your eyes focused on Jesus. But from what it's telling us is if we deliberately, this is deliberately is the willful sin, deliberately, we're doing it, keep on sinning. After we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. It says, anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the son of God underfoot, who was treated as an unholy thing, the blood of the covenant that sanctified them and who has insulted the spirit of grace. This is the stuff that I, I've noticed that doesn't get preached often because um, we don't want anyone to, to feel condemned or feelings hurt or whatever it may be. But this is the word that they are preaching to us in the Bible. So it needs to be preached on. I mean, it's here. It's, if God didn't want us to hear this, he wouldn't have put it in there. It says, how much more should someone be punished who has trampled underfoot the son of God? They have insulted the spirit of grace. We know the spirit of grace. We're saved by grace through faith. That if you believe in Jesus Christ, 
that you will be saved, that you can receive the forgiveness of sins, that the Holy Spirit will come into your heart, a seed will be planted, you will bear fruit. Okay? If you abuse that, because you know of the spirit of grace, so you decide, Jesus died for the forgiveness of my sins, so I'm just going to keep sinning. This sin is okay because I'm not under the law no more. So I can just keep sinning because I'm already forgiven. When you go with that mindset, he just asks the question, how more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished? That's a question for each and every one of us to contemplate on. It says, for we know him who said, it is mine to avenge. I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Notice here, it says the Lord will judge his people. The church will also go through a judgment period. It says here, he will judge his people. So again, something just to be thinking about prayerfully. Remember those earlier days after you have received the light, when you endured in a great conflict full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. So the first thing that comes to me <laughs> when I read this is, Looking at everything it says here, you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. You stood side by side with those who were treated that way. You suffered alongside those in prison and you joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property. How much of that have you gone through in your lives? How much of that have I gone through for the sake of Jesus? I feel like oftentimes when we look at the things that we have suffered for the sake of Jesus, not just the things we have suffered. But the things that we have suffered for the sake of Jesus, does it line up with the persecution? Now, obviously, some of it we're just not dealing with. You know, we don't have to worry about certain things here. But are we really suffering for Jesus? Or is our sufferings coming of the world? Again, just food for thought. It says you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Again, do you believe this word or not? A question to ask for yourself. A question I ask myself when I'm struggling. Do I believe in God? Do I believe in his word? Well, what does his word say? Because if I do, then it tells me here that I need to persevere so that when I have done God's will, I'm going to receive what he has promised me. It says, for in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And by my righteous one will, oh, says, sorry, it says, but my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. That's another tough word because we're prone to comforting the one who shrinks back. The one who's in need. The one who may be in lack at the time. And I do feel like we're called to do that. But for the one who shrinks back, see, this is a word that is for the, the hearer, 
Now, I'm reading this word because I'm, I'm making this episode and, and it goes along with the preaching of this word. But this isn't necessarily a word I don't think that you use against someone. But hopefully the Bible tells us faith comes by hearing the word of God. Hopefully someone hearing this word does self-reflection. But my righteous one will live by faith. Am I living by faith? You got to ask yourself that. Am I living by faith? And it says, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. Or am I shrinking back? Does every time a situation that should require my faith arises, do I shrink back? Or do I have true faith and confidence in God that he will provide? Again, self-reflection. It says, but we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. So last scripture I'm going to be reading. And so perseverance is something that is vital to our walk with Christ. Jesus persevered in his ministry. We are called to do the same. We are called to at times to lead while we are bleeding. We are called to at times when we're going through lack to give. I, if only the the closest to me really know the walk I've gone through and the things I was doing for God while I was in these places mentally, physically, economically, and I, I don't often share a lot, mainly because that's part of, of me exercising my faith. I don't always know if I should or shouldn't be sharing certain things, but I veer on the side of not sharing because oftentimes I feel like if I share, there can be hidden motives sometimes in so-called sharing that you're really seeking the help of man instead of God. God does use man to help people and fulfill his promises and his blessings. But who are you truly believing in for your breakthrough, for your salvation, not salvation of heaven, but salvation of your situation? I believe it's very easy to fall into the help of looking to the help of programs that we've set into place as a community or a government or a nation to look to the help of family that's been put in your lives that have come through time and time again. I've been in those low places and still decided, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. It's an Old Testament quote, scripture. You have to decide, no matter what, I will serve the Lord. You have to decide, no matter what, I will persevere by trusting in God. You have to decide to have faith that no matter what the situation looks like, he will provide all my needs. Maybe not all your wants, but your needs. And it won't always come the way you want it to, at the time you want it to. It won't look the way you want it to or the way that you thought it would, there's going to be times where 
you take a step this way in faith and realize that's not the step you're supposed to take. So now you got to take a step here. That's okay. It's what we call training. God is training you to hear his voice. He's training you to get into your will and your purpose. He's building up the endurance in you, the stamina, persevere. I know some are going through a very hard time right now. Many are going through a very hard time. But as a self-proclaimed Jesus follower, we have to have confidence in God. That no matter what the world is coming to, no matter what your situation looks like. I know I don't know your situation, but I know mine was really bad recently. Really low. Again, only the closest of those know that what I've been going through recently. Even as I've been making these videos, these podcasts, doing the, the TikToks and, and serving God. Many do not know. But I continue. And what I can tell you is from my experience, God is there. God has a plan. He's always had a plan. You just couldn't see the plan and he won't always fully reveal the plan. You got to go on faith. You have got to go on faith. I pray, Heavenly Father, that this word, this seed has been planted in the hearts and minds of many of your children, Lord that they will leave this message strengthened in their faith and believing and trusting in you, God, that you will be glorified through this episode of On Earth As It Is In Heaven, Father. I thank you, Lord, that I know that you love your children, that you are caring for them. I pray that you would help those, Lord, who are in plenty to reach out to those who are in lack, whether it be uh, spiritually or physically, Lord. I would pray that those who are Maybe be physically in lack, but plentiful and spiritual abundance in, in your word, Lord, that they will reach out to those who are in lack and vice versa, Lord, that you, again, you will be glorified. I pray that your spirit, Lord, moves the hearts of the, your children who you are calling for a time such as now, Lord, that you would bolden and strengthen them, Lord, that they would not fear, rejection, persecution, suffering, Lord, but we know that we were created with a purpose. You foreknew us. When you formed us, Lord, you gave us everything we needed, Lord. So whatever it is we think we don't have, show us, Father, that we have it. Help us to persevere through these tough times with joy in our hearts with love in our hearts to be the children who you have called us to be. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I thank you guys for joining me in another episode of On Earth As It Is In Heaven. Leave a comment, a like. You can send me an email. Let me know what you have been experiencing through all of these episodes. You know, I truly believe that this is something that God has called me to do. And I also believe when God calls you to do something, whether it's something like a podcast or just speaking a word to somebody, you won't always see the fruit of that action. You, It'll be for a reason and it might have helped someone, but it might not come back around to you the way that it happened. So you might be questioning, was I even supposed to do that? Was that just me? So I have learned to accept that. But if possible, if this has, if this podcast, if any of these episodes 
have touched you in any way and helped you in your walk with Christ, I would definitely love to hear about it. Whether it be through email, you can reach out through comment. If this is on YouTube, I think we might have a Q&A on Spotify. I have a Facebook page. So again, reach out any way possible. I would love to hear from you guys. All right, guys, I'll catch you later. Thank you for listening to another episode. I hope today you received an on-time word from God and found the inspiration you needed to take action in whatever it is that God has called you to do. Tune in next week to hear another Holy Spirit-led conversation about how together we will bring heaven here on earth according to God's will.